Mets fans, I want to take a quick break from talking baseball and let you know about the next top prospect in building a smart home. Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is that big time new star prospect. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is a smart lock, a 2K resolution camera, and a doorbell. It's three devices in one, triple the security. You know triples are rare in baseball, but not with Eufy. You can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but also for convenience. Just the other night, I had tons of packages in the rain. Rather than fumble for my keys, I easily entered my home. This is big since I have four dogs who are impatiently waiting for me at the door. No more concerns about losing keys, and you could assign passwords to your family members. Worried about when your loved ones are getting home? Eufy allows you to see them coming back home via the integrated camera. Hey Mets fans, this is a home run. I had a competitive product before Eufy, and it's the difference between a one-dimensional hitter and a five-tool player. Eufy is that five-tool superstar. Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com to learn more. Already sold? Go to Amazon and get your Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 today. Want to go to the store? Best Buy will have it starting around May 20th. Get complete control over your front door at ease with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Who better to talk to than the author of Wilpon's Folly, uh, Howard Megdell. Howard, uh, interesting afternoon here. Uh, great turnaround. Great to you know speak to you. And the fact that you know five hours after this historic news, I'm talking to the guy that you know for a long time was the only voice out there in the in the marketplace, letting everybody know what the problems were with the New York Mets and their finances. So uh, welcome to the program again. And uh, crazy times right now, huh? Uh, so I'm glad to be back. I, your definitive uh, statement is one thing that has me a little gun shy because I remember you and I having this conversation eight years ago when it was all said and done and a new Mets owner in a Mets hat was in the owner's box and David Einhorn, I mean, much further along even than this. And that didn't come to pass for reasons I've, I talked about in the book. And there's a long trail of people who thought they had a deal with Fred Wolfon but didn't turn out to have a deal with Fred Wolfon. So all I'm saying is, there's obviously substantial news and a lot to unpack here, but let's just say nothing's signed, and even when something's signed, sometimes things can go awry. It's another edition of the Talking Mets podcast here on this Thursday, February the 6th, 2020. Of course, I'm your host, Mike Silva. You can check me out all the time at the TalkingMetsPodcast.com. Send me a tweet at Mike Silva Media. 
And you can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. If you want to contact me, you can get me over at my email, MikeSilva at TalkingMetsPodcast.com. Well, very rarely would we ever have to use the emergency broadcast system to start a podcast. But not only did we have to use that once this offseason, we've had to now use that twice. And the opening... Sound you heard from our friend Howard Megdell, who has uh, written a book called Will Pond's Folly and has been at numerous publications. That was just a month ago. And he's not a prophet, although he may have sounded like one in that clip. But he forewarned us of what could happen when it comes to dealing with the Mets and Fred Wilpon and ownership changes and transactions. And sure enough, here we are just actually it wasn't a month. It was almost two months ago. And here we are, and exactly what Howard predicted uh, would happen or could happen has happened. And for the second time in a decade, the Mets have been sold and then unsold. And now they're in a state of confusion about what the future holds for the team, both financially uh, as well as uh, in terms of ownership, which is a shame because really uh, this was supposed to be another. And I keep saying this, I mean, this crazy offseason. We were supposed to do another Throwback Thursday, and I, I guess I just got to rip up the script and forget about the Throwback Thursdays. We just we just can't do them. We can't do them. Um, so we're here, uh, and and again, I didn't want to wait till Sunday, so I, I kind of jumped in, put this podcast out, threw the, the script up in the air, and away we go. Now, joining me in just a little bit, a new guest to the show, he's been breaking news left and right about... Uh, the Steve Cohen uh, ownership situation uh, and, and Steve Cohen basically walking away, depending on whose side that you uh, listen to, walking away from the deal. Joe Pantorno of AM New York. Now, Joe really was the first. I mean, Barstool Sports obviously had the podcast. I had tweeted out some information that I had gotten. Of, of course, I'm, I'm the little fish here in this very, very big pond, but, uh, but I have some insight into it. But Joe has been all over this. Uh, I think he's not really has has gotten the credit for being all over this. And uh, Joe, who is the sports editor at AM New York, uh, has been at Bleacher Report, uh, has done a bunch of stuff, Long Island guy. He'll be joining me in just a little bit, and uh, we'll hear from him. So uh, where does that leave us right now with this whole situation? It's a crazy offseason. It's a crazy week. I've said that a billion times. I don't think you could have written a better offseason, a better script Really, even going back to when Brody Van Wagenen was hired uh, a little over a year and a half ago, if I had put together a Netflix movie or some kind of HBO or Showtime movie or had this as, as I tweeted at uh, Brian Koppelman, the uh, the guy of uh, Billions fame, uh, I don't even know if you could have put this as a Billions show and have Bobby Axelrod as Steve Cohen and you would believe that this could be real, but this is real life. What makes me laugh is that over the last three days, a league that has a background of collusion hired a fixer, Ray Donovan basically, to go after A-Rod about seven or eight years ago, deflated the sale of the Mets to Fred Wilpon uh, back in, uh, what, two decades ago, back in almost, uh, almost two decades ago in 2002, is mad at Steve Cohen and does not feel that Steve Cohen during the process of negotiating the sale with the Wilpons, uh, exhibited the kind of integrity that they want as an owner in Major League Baseball. Now, with that said, I got to warn everybody, and I always thought this, 
these are complicated transactions. I mean, any transaction, anything that involves a contract, even at the, the lowest level of business is complicated. And it doesn't make for a lot of friends. When you negotiate a contract, when there's any kind of give and take at any level, the first thing after it's done, whether you win, lose, draw, you know, come to a deal or whatnot, you don't want to go out and have a drink all the time and be next to each other because there's tension. You always feel that maybe there was something you had to give up or the other person pushed a little bit too hard. I mean, that's just, that's business. And it's not over until the deal is signed and all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. And that could not be more true from what happened here. Now, from what I understand, and we'll see what Joe has to say, because he's the expert. Now, I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to be like these other sports guys. I'm not going to be like the finance guys who pretend they know sports because they don't. And I'm not going to be like the sports guys who pretend they know finance because they don't. I'm not even going to get into that. From what I understand, the real issue here, putting all the nonsense and the garbage and the unnamed sources and the former employees that like to take pot shots at the Mets, is the transfer of ownership when you combine the valuation of the franchise and what kind of say the former owners, in this case Jeff Wilpon really, because he wanted to stay on as a chief operating officer and, and really uh, have a lot of say in how the, the franchise was run. I don't think those two met. And what I think what that means is I think if the Wilpons were going to stay on or uh, potentially have uh, a longer stay or longer ownership of the network, there was a myriad of things at play, Cohen wanted a haircut on the deal. That's my opinion on the thing. Based on what I know, what I've read, putting things together. And we'll see what Joe has to say. I think he wanted the valuation to be less because he was giving up some things. If you're coming in and you're paying for a home, and I sell the home to you, and after I take your money and everything is signed, sealed, and delivered, I'm sitting in your house rearranging the furniture, telling everybody how I want it painted, uh, hiring contractors, but you're paying the bills, right? You're paying all the bills. Uh, you're going to get pissed off and say, what are you doing here? Now, maybe for a while you want my advice because I, I've lived there and I know the nuances of it. But after initial, like, hey, help me out here, you want me out of here. You don't want me around. You you want to be done. You want to walk away from each other. You go your way, I'll go mine. And it sounds like the Mets wanted Steve Cohen's money, and they need, that's the key, they need Steve Cohen's money. But they didn't want to give up the privilege of owning a sports team here and the New York Mets in the city. Will we ever know what happened? There's an NDA, and, and technically neither side can talk. But... Being that now this is officially dead, and I thought coming into today what I would do, and this is why I waited another 24 hours to do this podcast. I wanted to do this a couple of days ago because I knew news would change. I thought there was a lot of negotiating ploy here, and 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 basically sides could come back together. Maybe the Wilpons are, are muscling here and say, you know what, Steve, you want to play this hard ploy negotiating? Well, I'm going to play it too, and I'm going to you know leak through my contacts in the media how I'm putting this team up for auction, which I don't understand quite I don't understand how quite all this works. So technically, neither side can talk. But if Cohen ever wants to call BS on baseball and cares enough to live with the penalties that come from uh, going outside of the NBA, uh, we're going to find out what happened. And I think it's going to be fascinating. And I don't think it's going to make baseball look really good. Uh, rest assured, and I just and I tweeted this out earlier at Mike Silva Media. Baseball as an entity has always had mafia tactics. It's always acted like a mafia. They have antitrust exemption. They always do whatever the hell they want. 
That was the case when Selig was in play. Rob Manford was basically his consigliere. By the way, that whole situation where I joked about how they hired a fixer to go after A-Rod all those years ago to get documents and whatnot, Rob Manford was involved in that. Guess who the commissioner is right now? Rob Manfred. I wonder a little bit, too, throughout this process as they watched Cohen in action. If you had such an issue with him back in De- you would have an issue with him back in December. And when Manfred was asked, granted, again, there's NDAs involved here. He didn't seem to be all that concerned in December. He didn't even say, well, you know, we'll see where this transaction goes. He basically said, yeah, it's a normal uh, transfer of ownership situation. Those are his words. But I think as time went on, as the negotiations really got down to the 11th hour, I think they started to see the kind of person they were dealing with. This is not a guy that basically flipped off the SEC, paid a $2 billion fine. This is not a guy that built a fortune of $14 billion, reportedly, and did things always the nice way. You don't become nice working on Wall Street. You just don't. You, you don't it's, not a, it's a shark pit. You don't have to be in there. I've never worked there. I'm sure there's some of you in the audience that know about that environment far more than I ever will. It's a shark pit. And you don't have that experience and not go into other situations and bring a lot of that to it. And I think they looked at it maybe and said, do we really want this guy coming into our club, our good old boys network? They really have never wanted independent-minded owners. They didn't want Mark Cuban. That's fact. Cuban has come out and said that. Cuban, I believe, was interested in the Rangers. Cuban would have loved to own the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates would be exponentially better today if Mark Cuban owned them. Look at what he did with the Dallas Mavericks. Another league, mind you, a salary cap league, was in no man's land. They were awful. Everything you think about the Knicks today and how bad they are, that was the Dallas Mavericks and then some in a bad market. I mean, they were basically uh, the Houston Astros. And they've been a hell of a lot more sustainable than Houston has been to date uh, with what they've done over there out in in Dallas under uh, Mark Cuban. So, you know, do they want Cohen and his billions Bobby Axelrod mindset coming into the club and upsetting things? They have the Sox under control. They have the Red Sox now selling people off with Heim Bloom and acting like the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, the Yankees signed Jarrett Cole, but guess what? They haven't done anything else this offseason. And the Yankees for the last five years or so... They're no shoo-in to pursue big free agents and upset the apple cart. This isn't George Steinbrenner's Yankees. It'll never be that way again. The Cubs don't want to spend. Yeah, you've got the Nationals diving into the deep end of the pool and the Phillies and John Middleton over there with his tobacco money, you know, likes to make some uh, statements. But he, they're, they're still playing by the rules. They're under control. This guy, this guy told the SEC to take a hike and broke the rules. And why would you not think that he'd do that? with Major League Baseball. So, you know, that's where it is. Here's why you really, a couple of reasons you got to be careful as Mets fans now to kind of get weighed down in the dumps. Number one, at the end, economics will win. The Mets have been staving off this day for a long, long time. Uh, Like I said, the man that we heard the quote from, the clip from an earlier podcast this offseason, Howard Magdell, wrote a book about this. These guys do not have the money Quite simply, they're not rich enough to own a professional sports franchise in the year 2020. It is not, sports is not built for family-owned businesses anymore. Yes, the Yankees, technically with the Steinbrenners, are a family-owned business, but they built that family business into basically a corporate conglomerate. That's what they did. You need to have 
private equity money. You need to have hedge fund money. You need to have big money. They don't have that. Yes, it's because of Madoff. But I also think it's because they they really need the baseball team to turn a profit at a high level. And I think sports, it's very difficult to do that. And it's even more harder to do that when you have a lot of debt. And that debt is sucking up a lot of the available income and cash flow that you have. So what's the next thing? You got to go out of your own personal kitty. And if you don't have it, you know, you're not going to be able to, to sustain this. Right now, the Mets, especially because you already heard they want to put the team up for auction, they're going to sell. Where this goes, you don't know. And that's the thing. You don't know what kind of owner you're going to get. You may say what, say what you want about the Wilpons, but they care. Maybe they care too much, and their care is misguided. And at this point, they really, from a brand equity, from a Q rating factor, obviously from the financials, they really need to move away because I don't think they're ever going to get. Even if they found $3 billion under a seat cushion and, and wiped away all their debt and and, and was, were able to play with all the big boys tomorrow, I don't think the fans would ever embrace them or trust them. And that's the shame because I, I really think, and I said this yesterday on Twitter, that once the games start, once spring training starts, once you get more columns, like the columns that you've seen from uh, Kevin Kernan of the New York Post, how he's gone on and talked about Brody Van Wagenen and what he's done with the franchise and new manager Luis Rojas and Edwin Diaz. I mean, you really are getting excited because this is a roster that could do things. I mean, you think when the Mets open up and it's the seventh inning and they got a two-run lead and the bullpen comes in and Dylan Batances comes in or Jerry's Familia comes in or the well, the game is tied and Pete Alonso's up with the bases loaded. You think the fans are going to be thinking about Steve Cohen and, and the Mets ownership situation when they're at the ballpark? Of course not. Of course not. And and that's the, the thing here. So um, it's still about baseball. And you don't know who you're going to get. You don't, And you don't know what kind of owner Steve Cohen was going to be. Sure, he had the money, and that's all we wanted. We wanted his money. But Jim Dolan has a ton of money. And again, I know it's a different sport, and look what he has wreaked on the on the Mets uh, on the Knicks. I mean, they're about to to take the page out of the Mets book. Everybody laughs at the Mets. They're about to hire CAA agents, big time agents in the NBA to run that franchise. His issues are different. You know, if Jim Dolan took over the Knicks tomorrow, you would go crazy. But he has money, and that's what you wanted out of Steve Cohen. Here was a guy that reportedly was going to put a gala for himself on opening day about taking over the ball club. He might have made this about him and been as bad of an owner as anybody out there. You don't know. So before we start crying about an owner that never was, remember, you don't know who he was going to be. And you don't know who the next owner is going to be. What you want is their money. And believe me, I understand. I'm not defending the Wilpons. They use a lot of hardcore real estate New York business tactics. And I personally don't like if everything that we've heard and read about them is how they negotiate deals. And clearly they have a couple of instances where we know there's proof that deals go bad with them. So what's the common denominator? I don't like that. That's not how I like doing business. That's not how I believe business should be done. But I'm not naive enough to believe that that doesn't go on every day and go on in a big way in business, in New York, in politics, and in sports. But I do know they care about this team and they want to win. And I hope whoever takes over the team, whether it be Steve Cohen rekindling, which seems unlikely, or somebody at an auction or whatever, cares as much as they do and has the money. And I also think that person coming in 
better realize they started to build some good things here. And you hear reports all the time, well, Brody Van Wagenen's on uh, a clock and the new ownership group's going to get rid of him no matter what. Well, that would be foolish because you spent the last year and a half, almost two years, building a front office, building a new philosophy in the minor leagues, uh, trying to get uh, better at the draft, uh, building a culture, bringing in a new manager, and to just upheaval all that because it's a new owner and I want my people and I want to make a splash or I want to make the media happy. That would concern me. And I hope whoever that is doesn't do that. So remember, be careful what you wish for. You might get it. And just because somebody comes with $13 billion or $3 billion or whatever doesn't mean they come with any better management techniques or personality or less intrusiveness than the prior regime. So let's sit back. Let this play out. There's still baseball to be played. The Mets still have a good team. And last I looked, the only way that baseball is going to get involved and take the team away is if the Mets exceed their debt threshold, which they may have already done. And I, like I said, baseball's a mafia. They do whatever the hell they want. Or they miss payroll, and they haven't missed payroll yet. And uh, let's hope they don't, because that would be disastrous for the sport, for New York. And uh, let's make it about baseball. And, and I think that's what we just got to concentrate on right now. Because after today, I mean, maybe there'll be more news. I'm hoping that I could do shows about baseball, because I'm really tired of talking about things like sign stealing and uh, baseball's inability to police itself and ownership changes. It's fun. It makes for good drama. It makes for great radio. But it's really not what I want to do day in and day out with this podcast. And it's not why we ultimately watch this sport and enjoy the Mets and ultimately why you want to tune into this. So anyway, let's take a break. We have our uh, new guest, Joe Pantorno, AM New York. Broke big news about uh, Steve Cohen and the Mets and negotiations breaking down. We'll hear from him. What does he think about my thoughts about how this went down, why this broke up, and what's going to happen next. We'll see next. We'll take a quick break with more right after this. The Talking Mets podcast is available on many outlets, but the most popular is Apple Podcast. Hi, I'm Mike Silva, the host of the Talking Mets podcast, and I encourage you to leave a review about the program on Apple. Just rate it one to five stars, hopefully a five because why wouldn't you? And then if you have time, leave a review. It helps the podcast continue to grow and encourages others to take a listen. You can also email me at MikeSilva at TalkingMetsPodcast.com. No G, TalkingMetsPodcast.com. Hope to hear from you soon. And enjoy the rest of the show. We're back and joining me from AM New York, Joe Pantorno. And uh, if you guys have been following him on Twitter, you know that he's been one of the guys out there breaking a lot of the news with the strange situation between Steve Cohen and the Mets and the now non-sale of the Mets. And, Joe, welcome to the program. Of course, you can get Joe over at, at Joe Pantorno on uh, Twitter. Hey, listen, it's been a crazy couple of days, Joe. Congratulations on uh, being in the mix and, and breaking some news. And, uh, I mean, is, is your head spinning? Have you finally come down? I know that there's some news that just came down, uh, a statement from uh, Steve Cohen. Uh, so it kind of puts a little bow on the last few days for you. Uh, yeah, Mike, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. And of course, I appreciate uh, your support and all the reader support out there. Um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind of a few days. Uh, certainly something I've never experienced in my uh, early journalism career. Um, but this uh, was one of the more uh, interesting stories that uh, I've been able to help break. And 
given the uh, given the franchise that it's been happening to, which has had the um, track record of kind of putting their fans through the ringer, um, you know, just seeing how passionate the fan base has been about this, it certainly made this all more rewarding too. Joe Pantorno of uh, AM New York joining me, and we're talking about the uh, news. Uh, Steve Cohen, as uh, we were coming in from break, just made a statement. Basically, a very – and I, I'm not sure if you saw the statement, Joe. It literally just came down, but uh, I know that both sides had an NDA. But basically, Cohen said, hey, uh, sorry it didn't work out. Uh, I appreciate the support from the fans. Uh, it said he's an 8% uh, stakeholder in the Mets, which is a little bit lower than I think people thought. And he's looking forward to a higher uh, acquisition price, basically. He wants to make more money when the team is sold. So uh, not there's no daggers, uh, no tra- trading barbs. I guess I'm a little bit surprised because, as you and others have reported, this has been a bit contentious. So any reaction to that? I don't know if you saw that uh, that recent statement. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I, I saw it, and, and he ended it with uh, something that I think is going to kind of wrench at the hearts of a lot of Mets fans. He just said, I gave it my best shot. Um, and you can tell that, you know, that has a lot to do with him being the kid from Long Island and growing up and idolizing the Mets. Um, so you could see that, yeah, he's trying to take the high road here. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of tension on both sides of this. You could see it over the past few days and some of the things that we've heard the Wilpons were certainly making this difficult. At least that's what I heard uh, throughout all this. Um, uh, there have been some conflicting reports over the past few days that he tried to change some financial parameters too. Uh, so it's it's still pretty murky, um, but you can tell that he's, he's really, I don't think he's going anywhere, um, at least from what I heard and from my sources saying that, um, you know, he's, he's not going anywhere with the franchise and he's still going to uh, be that minority stakeholder. And uh, even though it's not voting right now, he's uh He'll be there. And, um, you know, if, if fans want to try and read between the lines and think that, hey, maybe this means that he's going to come back and uh, try and try and reacquire the team at some point. Well, you know, more power to them. But I'm, I'm not ready to speculate that yet. Here's putting all the things together. And I had heard a few things myself, not to the level of you. Obviously, Barstool Sports getting out there and, and doing their thing. New York Post, uh, you at AM New York. And from what I understand, and, and it's the transfer of ownership and um, the valuation. So here's how I look at it. Cohen said, you know, if I'm not going to be totally in power here, and I have to give these payments over a period of, let's say, five years, and, and it certainly looked like SNY wasn't involved right away, and it may not have been involved for quite a long time, and we all know about regional networks and the value there, he probably said, put the debt into the equation that we may or may not know about. He said, well, this is what I think it's valued at. I'm not necessarily calling all the shots because they want to stay in charge here. And baseball probably said, if I allow this to go through at this valuation, uh, it's not in the best interest from a business perspective of the game. It may be good for the Mets. And that's how I see this breaking apart. Now we could take all the other rumors about Jeff Wilpon and, and things, you know, being changed and, and now the whole thing, baseball's coming out, you know, through their sources, through unnamed sources, basically saying this guy is not, you know, the guy we want and he's never going to own a team. I just think quite simply it's a valuation and what he was getting in return for the kind of owner he was going to be over the period of transition. He probably said, I need a discount. And the, the Mets and baseball said, no way. That's my opinion anyway. 
Yeah, I, I think you're pretty much spot on, um, at least from this initial point of view. You just look at the facts here. This guy's a hedge fund manager. He's worth $13.7 billion. He, he knows how to make money and he knows a good investment when he sees one. So obviously, you know, it looks like that it got to a point where he made the realization that, hey, you know what, I'm not getting the kind of bang for my buck that I wanted. And, uh, you know, again, with these reports that uh, the Wilpons wanted control throughout that five-year period, you're just looking at it this way. Why would I pay for the car and let somebody drive it? Um, and I think that's what really kind of did this all in. And, and I think SNY and the TV station, at least from what I heard, that was a secondary sticking point. But again, it all kind of snowballed and it all kind of avalanched and it got to this point within the last few days where it spun out of control. Joe, from what you saw and heard from this transaction, now there's talk of an auction now. I don't know if that's just baseball throwing stuff out there. Um, if this is what they want, and basically it sounds like the Katzes want out, I think Fred Wilpon at this point in his life just realizes, I want to have money. I don't want to have my life changed because I have to be broke from a baseball team. Jeff Wilpon clearly wants in. And anybody who buys the team, they're buying Jeff as chief operating officer for five or more years. I think that's going to be a tough sell to any wealthy person unless they really want to own a baseball team, have that ego, don't necessarily care as much about the involvement like Steve Cohen did, who reportedly wanted to have a gala for himself. And look, if I wanted to buy a team, I'd want to say um, that's going to be a hard owner to find. Now, Mets fans just want their money and their cash flow, but uh, that's a tough marriage having – it's buying a house and keeping the old family in there and living with them. That never happens. Right. It's, it's going to be something along the lines of finding an owner that doesn't necessarily care about the day-to-day -day operations of the team uh, coming in and almost being more of like a figurehead. He's there. He's the owner. He is this, you know um, – mysteriously veiled face that just provides the cash flow and Jeff Wilpon will be able to uh, do as he pleases. Uh, of course, we all know this. The problem is that the track record of Jeff Wilpon and his father and Saul Katz is less than Sterling. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's going to be an extremely difficult sell. Um, and again, this is going to drive the price of the team down in my opinion. And I know that, uh, the Mets are looking for something more, and obviously the Wilpons are going to be looking for more money because we all are kind of speculating that there is a cash flow problem. Um, so really, it's, it's just going to take that one right person, that kind of pick from heaven that's going to come down and, and be the savior. Uh, um, because, yeah, you know, I, I've kind of heard the same thing, that there will be an auction of some kind, and it'll be a little bit more traditional. Um but at the same time, uh, you know, they throw that out there. Uh, there's there's no other potential buyers, at least that we know of right now. Um, of course, it's way too early in that process to even speculate. Um, I, I spoke to my source. I even asked him about it today because uh, we heard Mark Malusis and Maggie Gray yesterday kind of throw that option out there, saying that, hey, maybe there's there would be another buyer uh, or another two buyers out there or whatever it might be. And uh, I asked my source and he laughed. Uh, he laughed at it and he said, there's absolutely no way there's anybody else on the scene right now uh, that's even thinking about coming in. Um, and I get it, given the drama and everything of this organization and, and how things 
tend to go south more than north, I guess you could say. Um, it's understandable. So, yeah, like you said, extremely tough sell. And it's not like you can just go out. This is not a, a $250,000 or $500,000 home. You get a real estate agent and they, you know, they take their commission. They do an open house and it's, you know, all these people coming through. Like there's a finite group of buyers out here. And if you want your price, there's only so many people that could afford this. That's why, look, I'm with you. I think Cohen's out and, and I think baseball smearing them tells you something. And I'll get to that in a minute because I don't think they want them. Um, I think that's part of it. Uh, it's just going to be very difficult. It makes you wonder if there's a little glimmer for the Mets fan that really, and we don't know what kind of owner he was going to be. We know he has cash. We don't know if he'd be a better owner. That's the part where everyone's assuming. There's only so many people out there that could do this, and economics is going to win. They need, and I'm wondering, you know, because you obviously have sources here, they're going to be sold, maybe not tomorrow or in the next year, but soon, because they could say all they want that they want to have this team forever and they want Jeff Wilpon to run the team. Economics is economics, and it will win. And there's only so many people out there that could buy this thing. So it really – they're in a bad spot. They could act like they're not, but they're in a really bad spot right now, the Wilpons. Yeah, and really what might be their save, saving grace is Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred, where it gets to the point where uh, if the Mets continue to drop the ball and to flounder um, in terms of – upper management and uh, making those kinds of decisions and, uh, you know, kind of writing the ship and steadying everything. Um, it, it might get to a point where the real ponds are going to either potentially keep running out of money or whatever that problem might be. And Ron Manfred might just step in and say, okay, you know what, you have to sell the team and it's just going to go to the highest bidder. And, and that might not be the best thing. You know, that, that actually might prove to be disastrous. We don't know. Um, it's, you know, it, it's also, I don't want to say it's uncommon. It's, it's just, uh, you, you know, we, we really don't see much of this um, in professional sports. And uh, the uncertainty, obviously, right now is going to make a lot of people uneasy. Um, and it is going to take a while. Uh, like you said, team's not going to be sold tomorrow. Not going to be sold in a week. Not going to be sold in a month. Might not be sold in two years. Um, but if the Wilpons can keep the team afloat as best as they can, uh, which is a big ask at this point. Um, somebody might just come along. So, uh, well, you know, as, we're, as we're talking, as we're talking, a statement from the Sterling partners, uh, basically saying that the transaction I'm paraphrasing here was complicated, uh, that they content, they intend to pursue another, uh, buyer and Allen and company will manage the process. So uh, Joe, look, they're going to sell the team. And, and I, I'm not surprised. I mean, again, doesn't change your last statement it could be two years from now it could be a month from now um they're going to sell the team and uh they're going to want top value so uh it will be interesting how this uh continues and the real wild card here now they're continuing to want to sell the team and they had a guy uh and they talked about the complexity of the transaction and i wonder here's a guy that tried to you know, push maybe a little bit harder than baseball likes during the transaction. Here's a guy that is more Mark Cuban than he is Fred Wilpon. Fred Wilpon's very old school, very good old boys network, very stately. Uh, they made a thought baseball, this guy coming in, in a league that has clamped down on the Yankees spending. And, you know, Jarrett Cole aside, 
Yankees haven't spent any money this offseason. Yankees don't spend money like they used to. They'll go get the big free agent, but it's not at any cost. It has to be the right person. They clamped down on the Red Sox. They've clamped down on the Cubs. Uh, basically, the, the luxury tax is a salary cap for the most part, and, and, and they want to keep things that way. They've already kind of sent some veiled threats to the league about uh, you know how they're going to go in on the Players Association. Do they really want a $13 billion Bobby Axelrod billions clone buying the Mets and coming in this offseason saying, I'm just going to spend money and show all you guys because he's shown he'll do it in his personal life. I wonder if that played into it. Now, again, we're speculating, but I think knowing the history of baseball, these aren't crazy things we're speculating about, especially with some of the information that has come out. Why would baseball through sources trash the guy? Really, think about it. I mean, so – I think that's a piece of the pie that we that's not being reported and maybe be maybe under thought about throughout this whole thing. Right. Yeah. You know, he could be uh major league baseball could be looking like uh, looking at this guy like he's uh, you know, he's the bad boy. Uh, you know, he comes in with his uh almost like his new school tactics and he would come in and you know, we we heard it. Even in the two months that you know, since uh, we heard these negotiations were happening, we heard that, hey, Steve Cohen's going to come in. This guy's a $14 billion man, and he's going to come in, and he's going to spend money like the Yankees used to. And he's going to come in, and he's going to build a championship. He's going to buy a championship. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how, uh, how annoying it is for everybody else. Oh, well, you bought your championship. And, and, and you know, I, I get that. And baseball, I think, is really uh, driven on parity. Obviously, it's driven on tradition as well. Um, and, and, again, this isn't the first time Steve Cohen tried to buy the Dodgers. Um, he, he tried to make a play for the Dodgers. And, obviously, he got much, much further with the Mets. Um, but the fact that Ron Manfred is, you know, kind of going to bat for the Wiltons and, uh, you know, you see uh, SNY obviously is going to side, I guess, more uh, with, the, with the organization and with the Wilpons and the people who own them. Um, you know, you can tell that, hey, from a fan base's point of view, yes, you know, this would have been great for them. But um, I guess for the, um, for the organization of baseball, for the institution that it is, uh, you know, they looked at him as a threat. Joe, uh, what's your encore, man? So this all goes down. You know, obviously you have sources. Maybe you'll get the next uh, sell, you know, out there first. Uh, what are you going to do? You're going to figure out, you know, what's going on with Leon Rose and the Knicks, uh, some Islanders stuff. <laughs> I mean, you're over at AM New. You know, so Joe's the sports editor. You guys know AM New York, uh, Joe Pantorno, at Joe Pantorno on uh, uh, Twitter. So what, how do you follow this up? So you, you kind of got your little coming out party, but now this, the pressure's on. you got to find out who the next owner is. This, this doesn't end tonight. This doesn't end with this yeah. podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's the problem. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel it already. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just got to kind of keep my head down and keep grinding away. But, yeah, it's certainly been a, a, a busy few days with the Knicks firing Steve Mills, with the uh, potential hiring of Leon Rose, the NBA trade deadline, Joe Judge is completing his coaching staff with the Giants. Uh, I got to wear a lot of hats, but uh, my first love is always going to be baseball. So we're obviously going to keep close tabs on this situation. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, this blind squirrel can find the nut again. Well, listen, you're invited back on to actually talk baseball. This is the thing. Uh, this is supposed to be the dead month. 
all it's been is about sign stealing, managerial changes, ownership changes. I don't think we've actually talked baseball since the Dylan Batances signing on Christmas Eve. So I'm looking forward to I think the Mets have a good roster. And the shame of it is, Joe, that I hope the fans, I know they're disappointed, and I've heard some say I, I can't get into the season. I don't think there's any reason with the roster right now. Because the roster, unless they can't meet payroll and they have to sell off all their players like, you know, Major League. The roster's the roster, and they got a good roster. And I don't know why this would ruin the excitement of spring training. I mean, they got their issues. They got their holes like every other team. But there's a lot to be excited about here. Do you agree with that? Because I, I feel that way. I really do. Absolutely. I mean, just look at the facts here. This is a team that won 86 games last year with a, with a manager that, frankly, uh, really didn't deserve to be in the position with a bullpen that was managed as poorly as possible. Um, and Brody Van Wagenen, with his limited resources, he did his best to upgrade the bullpen. The foundation is there. Uh, you have a ton of young, promising bats, whether it's Alonzo or McNeil or Davis. And, hey, Yoannis Sexpedis is putting out a video that he's healthy. And, well, if we stick him in the middle of the lineup, all of a sudden you have Alonzo and Sexpedis and Conforto, who just hit 30 home runs. Uh, we, You know, the Mets have the best pitcher in baseball and Jacob DeGrom. If Noah Syndergaard can find him, his stuff, suddenly the Mets have the best one-two punch in the majors. And if Marcus Stroman can pitch like he did in the first half of the season with the Blue Jays, it's the best one, two, three. So obviously there's still a ton of promise. Um, and I think once pitchers and catchers officially report and we start seeing those images of, you know, Noah Syndergaard running around shirtless and Jacob DeGrom is doing, uh, you know, soft tosses in Florida and uh, Pete Alonso's taking batting practice, you know, obviously this whole Cohen thing isn't going to go away, but it's going to soften the blow, I think. And, you know, baseball's right around the corner here, people. So, you know, time to get excited about that, and the ownership will work itself out. Joe, one Long Islander to another. Glad we had a chance to uh, to, to get together here. Uh, we'll go to you again. i love to talk baseball with you during the season. And, again, uh, all seriousness, great work. I know you don't get all the credit for breaking news. It's a thankless job. Uh, but truthfully, I even think Michael Kay might have given you a pop the other day. Be proud of what you accomplished, and, and more to come. Be well, and let's do this again. All righty? I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on, and once again for all the support, and definitely can't wait to talk some more baseball with you. All right. Take care, Joe. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Joe Pantorno of uh, AM New York. He's sports editor for AM New York and uh, good stuff. And look, I agree with him. On to baseball. Let's talk about baseball. And I know the sale will hang over uh, the head of Mets fans and it'll still be a story. Uh, but it's time to talk baseball because uh, that's what we're here for. You're listening to the Talking Mets podcast. We'll be back with more right after this. Did you know you could go back and download old editions of the Talking Mets podcast? On a recent edition, Dan Hayes, Minnesota Twins beat reporter for The Athletic, told us how Jeremy Hefner helped the Twins' bullpen last season and what he could bring as the new Mets pitching coach. You look at that group, and, and they learned a lot from him. And, I, you know, there was a constant work with Trevor May over the course of the year to eliminate pitches and, and just simplify things. And I think that really helped him. You look at him and Tyler Duffy, and, and Tyler Duffy changed things around last year. You know, Tyler Duffy was a, a, a two-team fastball guy his entire career. Throw it down the zone, throw down the zone, and, 
and basically last year they said, hey, we want you to throw up. And, and he went from 92 to 95. And, uh, there was a lot of work with, with Hefner on just solidifying the mechanics and making sure the release point was good. And um, there was a lot of instruction that went on. And I think that's something that he's really good at and getting through to guys. And um, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. You know, it might be a little tricky, a first-year manager and a, a first-year pitching coach. That's going to be an interesting dynamic. But, you know, just talking to him constantly about in-game decisions that are made, and I, he's got the right head for the position. It's just going to be growing together with uh, Beltran in that first year. Listen to this and more at www.talkingmitspodcast.com. All right, we're back. Final thoughts. It's not often that you can see breaking news during a podcast as uh, Steve Cohn makes a statement and then the Wilpons make a statement. So uh, you heard from Joe Paterno, Pant- Paterno, Joe Pantorno of AM New York, and uh, appreciate him coming on. And uh, now it's about what's next. So the Mets will still be selling the franchise. The Wilpons will still be selling the franchise. Uh, look, if they're if they're a pitch is going to be, give me your money and let me run it. Boy, if Fred Wilpon and Jeff Wilpon could pull that off, they are good salesmen. Good salesmen. And uh, they should be they should be uh, teaching a, a, a class of how to be that kind of salesperson because uh, I don't see that happening. And, and I, think, uh, I think the real key, we just don't know what kind of owner Steve Cohn was going to be. We liked his money. We liked having something different. And, and certainly somebody who would have put the Mets – with his ostentatious, uh, reportedly ostentatious way of doing things to the forefront. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting how this goes. Can somebody get approved by Major League Baseball? And will it be better? I know the cash will be better because anybody who buys this team will have a better cash situation than the Wilpons. But like I warn people, these guys actually like baseball. They care. Uh, They are certainly uh, uh, not always competent at things they do. They certainly don't have the best management skills. We know that. But it could be worse. And I know that you're going to laugh me here in that. You don't know what you get until it comes here. And uh, uh, I caution everybody from just being happy about a owner. You want to make sure this is the right owner. And I brought up Jim Dolan and what have you. But right now, clearly, uh, the Mets will be sold. I mean, they've said that. They've had that statement. And I do not think especially after this failed second failed transaction that this uh, this ownership group will ever be embraced by the fan base uh, even when they won the pennant a few years ago I know the fans were kind of annoyed when the, the Wilpons came on TV to celebrate and there's a point in your life where you just got to say this isn't happening move on cash in and let me let's face it with the kind of money they're going to cash in on when they sell this regardless of what the valuation is there's a lot of things they can do and enjoy their money for a lot less stress and a lot less public scrutiny. But, of course, they've put their heart and soul in it, and and this is a toy that only 30 people in the world get to play with. And when you lose it, it hurts because it's hard to get it back. So we'll leave on that note. So, hey, listen, we're going to be back. Uh, The plan is to have another podcast uh, and talk baseball, a pitchers and catchers podcast, as uh, pitchers and catchers will be reporting in just a few days. I'm working on some guests to kick off. We'll get into the Mets, what uh, what to look for this spring, 
what are some of the the big stories we're going to be looking for? I know that. Hey, listen, if you if you want to read some baseball, go over to Kevin Kernan at the New York Post. He's had some real good pieces uh, over the last few days. So he he's one of the best out there, and uh, he continues to kill it. Going down to Port St. Lucie early. Uh, getting in front of Brody Van Wagenen, Luis Rojas, Edwin Diaz. I believe there's something coming out about Noah Syndergaard. So uh, that's what this is all about, baseball, and I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully uh, getting back to that. I apologize. We never really did the throwback Thursday correctly. And, uh, look, I didn't plan on there being sign-stealing and ownership issues and all this other stuff. All I do is try to react to the news, so that's why we did this. So. Anyway, we're out of time. I want to thank all of you. Of course, you can check me out all the time at the TalkingMetsPodcast.com. Send me a tweet at MikeSilvaMedia. Send me an email, MikeSilva at TalkingMetsPodcast.com. Of course, you can get the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much whatever podcasting service you desire. And I also want to thank uh, Joe Panterno of uh, AM New York. You can check him out on Twitter at Joe Panterno. And also you can get uh, AM New York as well. Uh, Good stuff over there. I'm your host, Mike Silva. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night. Enjoy uh, your weekend. We'll be back with another Talking Mets podcast uh, later this weekend. So sit tight. We'll see you soon. Be well. Take care, everybody. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.